You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that tomorrow we kick off our Fit Mom Fit Month Challenge. So if you have not registered, please do so by tonight because you are going to be getting some emails delivered into your inbox with an invite to our private Facebook group for this challenge where we're going to be delivering educational videos, daily motivation tips, and support and accountability. So head on over to fitmomlife.com backslash fitmonth to register today. And the link is also in the show notes below. Hello and happy Friday. Happy Friday. So today's topic we've talked about with some of our clients this week and the past week. um, And we wanted to share with the world of listeners of the food code, because I think it's a really important topic that a lot of people don't consider when starting like a new health journey. It's, it's the concept of transformation and the cost of transformation. And I want to give a little bit of a shout out. Um, one of our friends, Sam Miller, um, he has a podcast, Sam Miller Science. And I listened to this podcast that he did. Um, that's definitely a little bit different than what we're going to talk about today, but it kind of sparked my mind. And this is a great topic to discuss um, because, you know, I, I think that we often see transformation glamorized you know like we see the simple before and after photos and heck like i've done them before to show what changes um and what brought on that change but what a lot of people don't realize is when they look at those pictures it makes it seem so simple right like it makes it seem like you know black and white no pun intended but like you know oh they you know and i'm sure websites and certain diets make it seem like they just eliminated bread and started working out in their living room and they lost 50 pounds in a year. <laughs> like it's, it makes it seem like these small little changes and they don't talk about the ups and downs. And there's a lot of things that you don't see yep. in those pictures. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk about that today. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, this is, it's hard because those transformation photos are very inspiring. They're very motivating for some mm-hmm. people. Right. But even, some of our clients have brought up like, man, my friend is doing X, Y, or Z diet and they look so good and they've lost 40 pounds in six months or whatever. And I've only lost 25. Maybe I should try what they're doing. And we had to have to have these conversations with them around what are your realistic expectations for yourself? Because if you're comparing your journey to someone else's journey, it's very hard to know, like, what is that person doing? What was their diet like before they started? Were they overeating? Or were they like you, where you came to us under eating, and we had to go through a reversing phase, right? And adapt your metabolism back up and to restore your health before we were able to earn the right to diet and get into the fat loss phase. So in relative, you know, terms, like, that's great that they've lost a little bit more weight than you, Mm -hmm. but we don't know the full story. We don't know what type of training modality that they're following. You know, were they very sedentary prior to starting this plan? Because a lot of people do go zero to 60, right? Like they're motivated from a place of hate for themselves that they're going to start the diet. They're going to start the exercise and they're just going to go all in. And 
for some people, it's very, very successful for other people. It's a little too extreme and then they tend to fall backwards. So I think it's really important when we think about transformation to understand there are many things behind those images that you need to know for yourself because it's unfair for you to compare to someone else when you just don't know that you know their journey is as pretty as it looks from this before and after. Totally. And I, I think I'll be honest, like I think a lot of clients come to us in particular having tried a lot of things. Oh yeah. Like we, I, I like to, you know, I was trying to think about, it, I was like who, you know, like the population we work with is typically people that have, their health has gotten to a place where it's limiting them. Um, it's limiting them in weight loss. It's limiting them in, you know, feeling good. Um, they're dealing with things now like autoimmune conditions, thyroid issues, you know, blood sugar, hormonal issues that dot, but they're not sick enough for doctors to pay attention. Like it's not that acute thing. And so the people that, you know, we work with a lot of times, it is not a, someone that's coming to us eating you know, horribly 3000 calories a day of fast food, not exercising. You guys, those are the people that see great results when they start something because they're coming from a place where, yeah, all they really have to do is make small changes. But if you are coming from a place where you've been dieting for the past 10 plus years, you've tried all the things and now you're feeling stuck. Now you're feeling plateaued. Like that's a completely different story. And also, do you have maybe other health issues going on? Do you have gut health issues? Do you have liver health issues where your body's not detoxing properly? Do you maybe have mental health going on? Depression, anxiety, you're on meds for that. Like all of those things play a role in how well your body's going to respond to quote unquote standard dieting. And, you know, in these transformation pictures, like they also don't typically say how long that took. Like, how long did that transformation take? Was it, you know, four months, six months, a year, two years? What changes did they make? You know, what sacrifices did they make for that? Did they, you know, which we're going to talk about in a second, like Mm -hmm. how much about their life did they change? Did they do it in a healthy and sustainable manner? Like, this is what I think of when I think of physique competitions, like people on stage that a lot of those people, and if you come from that world, you probably know it's a very high eating disorder world because you get your body to such an unrealistic place through not the healthiest measures because you're trying to step on stage. It's a goal of yours to look literally in peak physical you know, shape, but it's not going to last. And people that come out of those shows, typically, if they're not doing it well, will gain 20 to 30 pounds in a matter of weeks because of how dehydrated they are, because of how malnourished they are. Like, And so we can get our body to a place. Sometimes people experience this after really high stress times. They'll lose weight due to an extremely stressful traumatic experience in their life. And then they, they expect to be able to stay there. Yeah. When it wasn't in a healthy manner. And so these photos, guys, that we see or that, you know, these transformations, they're not simple at all. They're not, they're not black and white at all. And that transformation likely came at a cost for most of these people. 100%. Yeah. And I think we can't take this lightly because there is a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice that goes into a transformation. Okay. And this is the thing that, like, you, you think about, like, I want, to change. I have a desire to change my body composition. I have a desire to change my lifestyle habits and my behaviors, but we often underestimate just how hard it is, especially when you're coming from years of habits that have been ingrained, mm-hmm. you know, really ingrained because the body likes comfort zones, right? <laughs> like I think that, you know, everybody out there can agree oh, yeah. that it's easier to stay in the same place that you are because you're comfortable 
right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not comfortable. And so that's where, you know, you're coming to us because you want to make a change, but yet you don't realize that the changes that are necessary to get uncomfortable or to get to a place where you're comfortable with your body are really hard. And there's a cost to this transformation. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy, right? You're going to need to plan ahead a little bit more. You're going to need to go grocery shopping, you know, get the right foods in the house. You're going to need to prep some of those foods to set yourself up for a successful week. You're going to make sacrifices in the cost of not going out to eat so much because that food doesn't serve your goals right now. In this season that you're in of a fat loss phase, like we can't be going out to eat 10 times a week. You know, I think in a maintenance phase, if you go out to eat a couple of times a week, sure, that's fine. But when you're really dialed into a fat mm-hmm. loss phase, you have to make those sacrifices and prep and plan majority of your meals at home. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like the hardest part is like you typically start off this health journey really enthusiastic, right? Like we, we talk to a lot of women and we have these big goals. You know, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to I want to run a marathon. I want to, you know, fit. I'm a size 16 right now. I want to be a size six. Like we, it's usually these big goals, right? And they start off, we got motivation and it kind of gets us going. And then at some point we realize that this transformation isn't easy. Like that, that, that comes, comes with a cost, you know, like it, it kind of has this, um, this price tag on it that maybe we thought about initially, like, you know, we kind of thought about it. We knew that maybe it wouldn't be easy. We were expecting that it wouldn't be like, you know, just butterflies and rainbows, but we maybe didn't think about the fact that the cost was as big as it is for a lot of people. And like Liz was saying, comfort is something that the mind wants. It's something that we get used to as a human um, and it's really hard to break out of that comfort. And when we realize that maybe the changes we thought we had to make, we made and they didn't bring necessarily the results that we, you know, envisioned for ourselves, we hit this resistance, right? Like we, we hit this place where we're like, well, is this the right thing? Is this, you know, is this what's going to work for my body? It it shouldn't be this hard, you know, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't take this much, but you guys, if you want to change your life and like, if you have big goals, like I'm not talking lose five pounds or like 10 pounds, like if you have big goals of true body shift, true life shift, it's going to take changing your life. It's going to take inconvenience. It's going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take time. It's going to maybe take some relationships that you lose. It's going to take, you know, getting you out of your comfort zone, changing pre-existing beliefs of what you think you can accomplish. Like Liz and I have both had large transformations in our life and both of them required a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I remember many, many times bringing my own food to family functions because there were no healthy options or not drinking when I was out with all of my friends that were drinking or going to bed early so that I could wake up for the workout the next day or pushing hard in my workouts when I was uncomfortable, when I didn't think I had any more left in my body, but I did. Like It took things that really challenged me physically and mentally. And that's what I think a lot of people shy away from. Yeah. 100% because the resistance is very real. Oh gosh. The journey, (laughs) the journey is hard because your mind's always going to make up stories, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to rationalize things. You are going to try to negotiate, you know, with yourself on why maybe you should skip the workout today. You're really sore. You didn't sleep enough last night or, you know, 
you need to get home and do the dishes and laundry and whatever. And some of these things could be very valid reasons. If you are extremely sore and you're not recovering properly, then yeah, you probably should take a rest day. (laughs) We should evaluate Um, some things. You should evaluate, yes. But maybe that looks more of like a restorative workout, you know, yoga or stretching, doing some mobility work and maybe going just like for a walk, but not skipping that time that you had set aside to move your body entirely. And I think, you know, this is where... I want to touch on, you know, we've talked about this before, that part of transformation is unbecoming the person that you are. We cannot step into the person that we want to become if we're unwilling to shed the layers of the old habits that we have that are keeping us stuck right now. And so inside of transformation, I think we have to recognize that, you know, there's no room for negotiation. There's no room for you to make excuses and rationalize your behavior if you still have the expectation of getting results. And so what is that going to look like? It's going to look like you're hitting your water every day. You're moving your body well. You're sleeping. You're managing stress. You're going to the grocery store. You're prepping your meals. You're saying no to the cupcakes and the donuts at work that are tempting you, right? You're not going through the drive-thru late at night because you've had a stressful day and you know you haven't eaten in a few hours and you're just craving that you know, cheeseburger and french fries from McDonald's or whatever it is. There's no room for any of that stuff. We have to make a decision that we're going to show up and be disciplined. And that's where the grit comes in. And that's where, you know, in seasons of resistance, without having support, without having accountability, without having somebody to talk you off of the ledge of giving up, a lot of people quit. And a lot of people give up because they say it's just not worth it. But let me ask you this. What is the cost of you staying where you're at right now? Because I guarantee you the cost of staying in this place, doing the same thing that you're doing, leaving you unhappy, unhealthy, not confident in yourself, you know, not wanting to be intimate with your spouse, and ultimately damaging your health and your longevity for the long haul is far greater than the cost of the transformation, whether that is a financial investment to hire a coach, a meal prep service, whatever that looks like for you, whether it is, as Becca was saying, like sacrificing some social events, like if you could take the next 90 to six months and just do half of the social events that you're doing now, not even give them up all entirely, but be willing to pick and choose what situations are worth it for you to maybe indulge a little bit. And you stayed consistent the rest of the time. I bet you'd be in a much better place six months from now, Mm -hmm. but the cost of staying where you're at is far greater than what it's going to take to make the transformation because you might not be here someday not to be morbid, but you might not be here someday to play with your grandkids or walk your you know, kids down the aisle at their wedding day or dance with them, whatever that looks like, if you're trending in an unhealthy way. Yeah, absolutely. And what I kind of think about is the fact that it, I know we make this seem kind of extreme. There's different levels of this. And I, I think that this is another podcast that we definitely want to do in terms of like what it takes to be certain levels of like physical leanness or body composition. Um, because... Sure. Would we all love to look like, you know, Beyonce? Yeah, of course. But what does it take to get there? You know, like what what variation are we looking to accomplish? Because what it took me to get to 15% body fat or less was a lot. But for me to maintain 20, 25% body fat, a healthy weight, like not as much. And so 
I think that it's also understanding like, what are you hoping to accomplish and what are you thinking it takes to get there and aligning those expectations for yourself. Um, and and the self-evaluation that has to take place of, you know, if you're not seeing the scale go down how you want, if you're not seeing the physical change that you want, we talk about this with our clients all the time is like having that reality check with yourself Mm -hmm. of what am I doing? What things have I changed? What things have I been resistance to change? And how honest am I being with myself about things? Like, yeah. believe me, guys, I've been on both ends of tracking every single thing that goes in my mouth and knowing exactly how much two tablespoons of peanut butter weighs and then eyeballing it. Like, there there gets a difference there. And so I don't think that, you know, we all need to track the, the peanut butter that we're taking out of the jar every single day. But if you aren't seeing the results you want and, you know, you haven't been kind of measuring everything and you maybe aren't super familiar with what serving sizes look like, that could be a limiting factor. And so it's kind of having that reality check with yourself of what could I be doing better and kind of giving yourself that tough love of, mm-hmm. am, you know, am I disappointed with where I'm at and could I make different things happen? Like, are, have I been doing the same workout for the past three years? Could that change? Have I been getting less than adequate sleep or not great quality of sleep? Could that change? Am I, you know, not cooking at home very well? Or am I eating out more? Like, what am I choosing when I'm eating out? What do my weekends look like? All of those things add up. And so, you know, very rarely do I see people commit everything. Like, I think of a couple of clients of ours that have seen amazing results. But they committed everything. They committed all in. everything. All they, in. they did every like they tracked everything. They didn't miss a day. They hit their intake levels. Like it was an all in decision for them. And so it's not to make other people feel bad that don't feel like they've been all in, but like just understand that I, I a lot of times we maybe feel that we're doing more than we are. And I've been in those shoes before. I'm not pointing any fingers. Like I've totally been that person where I'm like, I'm not seeing my scale go down. Like what's going on? And then I think about it and I evaluate and I'm like, oh, I probably eat 300 calories every night off of Carson's leftovers with his chicken nuggets and like (laughs) random food on his plate. And so, you know, it's like when I'm meticulous, I, I literally, I weigh out my wine when I drink it to five ounces. Like I have a heavy hand when I pour and I don't, I I don't trust myself when I feel like I need to be more meticulous and I'm looking for change. But there's a lot of things that can be impactors that we don't consider. And then I think the last thing is here is like understanding that just because the scale isn't moving or just because pictures maybe don't look drastically different, you know, after a couple of weeks, doesn't mean things aren't working. 100%. It's the patience that is required for this. Like, I think about my my journey. I, I lost over 40 pounds. Took over a year for me, a little bit over a year. And it was very minimal, like, slip ups, quote unquote, or, you know, just screw it weekends. Like, it was meticulous and I changed a lot. I went from running cardio type stuff to CrossFit and weightlifting. I went from thinking that I was eating well, like trying to count calories during the week, but not doing a very good job. And then weekends were binges to tracking all of my intake and eating a basically like a paleo style diet. And so like my changes were big and it still took me over a year. Yeah. Everybody is going to respond differently too. And I think this is also where you have to evaluate is like, what's my alternative? We ask our clients all the time. Like when you feel that resistance and you feel like you want to give up, what's the alternative? Like, why don't you want to eat healthy? 
to, to nourish your body mm-hmm. and to feel good and to have energy just because the scale might plateau out, you know, or stall out for a little bit doesn't mean that your physical health is not changing <laughs> internally. Right. Um, and I think I, this reminds me of a podcast that I listened to with Andy Frisella. He is the owner of first form and created the 75 hard challenge. And he was talking about, he had done 75 hard and he was the same exact weight for like over 40 days in one of his challenges. And on the 76th day after the challenge was over, he had planned to go out. He owns part of a tequila company and he had planned to go out to one of their events, have some tequila, some drinks, whatever. Um, but then he saw one of the, the people doing 75 hard and decided if she can do it, I can do it. Cause this is a disabled person. And he said, I just decided to keep going. I didn't go to the party and I just kept going. The 77th day, he woke up and the scale finally budged. And it was like a big whoosh. I think it was effect. like four pounds or four something. Or five yeah, pounds. I remember that story. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, you know, that's an extreme story, right? But I think for many people out there, you get so caught up in that instant gratification and so tied up on what that number on the scale is mm-hmm. reflecting that you you aren't consistent because you are like I was, essentially. Um, and maybe you self-sabotage a little bit. Maybe you self-sabotage when the scale goes down because you know you deserve to treat yourself for all your hard work. And instead of buying yourself a new top or shoes or a manicure or something, you do it in the form of food. On the flip side of that, if the scale is not going down, you say, screw it. I don't think this is working for me. Maybe I should enjoy the weekend. And I'll start a different diet on Monday. And when we keep doing this kind of yo-yo back and forth, that's only going to, one, damage health more, two, prolong your results because you're relying on a technological device to give you a number of how effective your health is or mm-hmm. your worth or your confidence or you know your plan that you're following. And rather than just putting your head down and moving forward every day, doing the habits that you need to do day in and day out to get you to where you want to be. Because Guys, we've talked about this so many times on our podcast. Like, the body needs to be in a place of health before it's going to respond to a fat loss phase. And many of you who've listened, like, we talk a lot about you have to eat adequate amount of calories in order to reduce the stress on your system and basically set yourself up for a safe and effective fat loss phase. But a lot of people instead continue thinking that if I ignore my hunger cues, I intermittent fast, I skip meals or snack or breakfast, or I'd only eat 1200 calories a day, I'll lose weight. Or the answer, if you're already doing that is I'm going to add an extra session of cardio in or, you know, I'm going to not take a rest day. You know, you kind of go to these extremes thinking that that's going to be what helps you break this plateau. But in reality, and I'm speaking for myself, but also for many of our clients, what we find is that if we just took that break, we gave the body a little bit more nourishment, we toned down some of the, you know, extremeness, right? We don't go to the gym six days a week. Maybe we go four to five days a week. We eat adequate nourishment in calories from whole foods, not from pizza and junk. And then all of a sudden you start seeing change on the scale because you've reduced the stress on the body. And so I think it's also understanding like how complex the transformation is too. And and the Mm -hmm. cost of a transformation, there's a lot of things that go into this. 
But if you've been at something for a while and you just feel like you're stuck, you're stuck in a rut, maybe you're doing the same thing over and over. Maybe you're meal prepping the same thing over and over. Beck and I talk about this too. Is like we both kind of get into like our routines and we're like, man, I need to switch it up. I need mm-hmm. more diversity or man, I have been tracking my food, but I haven't been tracking all the bites, licks and tastes, those BLTs we talk about. <laughs> That's where I could be doing a little bit better. Or like we're talking about in the Fit Mom Fit Month challenge, maybe I haven't hit 10,000 steps a day outside of my training, or maybe I haven't slept enough. Maybe I haven't had enough water, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's time to just take a step back, take a true evaluation and start to hone in on some of these things that you could be doing a little bit better, but understand that these before and afters, they don't give you the whole story. Mm -hmm. We're here to share the truth. That's what we always say. And there's a cost. There's a cost to change. And there's also a cost, which I believe is far greater to not changing. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.